As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The Volume. This week on Prime Cuts, baby, Chad Millman, Sharper Square, John Middlecuff on the Buffalo Bills resurgence, my top takes of the week. How about them Rams? There were two games this week on the docket that I really, really liked. One of them, I talked about this on FS1, was the Rams tonight, minus uh, four, three and a half against Derek Carr and the Saints. Uh, McVay on a short week has won six of seven games. Offensive coaches on a short week can be really, really good against defensive coaches. Uh, they can do little little tweaks with their quarterback and their offense. Uh, an offensive culture, I think, always has a bit of an advantage uh, on a short week, especially if you're playing at home. And McVay is 6-1 and one in these spots, now 7-1. and one. And also, I don't think Dennis Allen's a very good coach. I, the last two weeks, I've watched McVay work Ron Rivera of the commanders commanders late game situational football was embarrassing and I thought Dennis Allen's halftime move right before half was um a swing and a miss so uh and you you know I'm I go on and on about this but McVay is having an unbelievable year if you watch all the motions and all the shifting and all the manipulation on virtually every play Saints line up they don't use motion I mean, most of the time they don't use motion. They line up. They don't put the defense in conflict. It's much easier for a defense to just line up, see what you're doing, and go. You're, the Rams are using shifts and motions and these uh, multiple sets where you've got three receivers, jumbo sets. It puts a lot of conflict and a lot of decision-making, throw in some motion. Uh, the Niners with Kyle Shanahan lead the league in motion along with Miami with an offensive coach and the Rams with an offensive coach. It is checkers and chess. And McVay, McDaniel, uh, Andy Reid, uh, Shanahan, it's a different-looking sport. I mean, it's a different-looking sport. So, and McVay's had his way, 2-0 and against defensive coach Pete Carroll, 1-0 and against Ron Rivera, 1-0 and against Dennis Allen, 2-0 and against Arizona. He lost earlier in the year when the Rams were kind of beat up to uh, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. But since Thanksgiving, Matt Stafford, 14 touchdowns, one pick, and a passer rating of over 114. And I think you know one of the things that jumps out to me is that 
uh, McVay and Les Snead, the GM, really work hand in hand. And that's really, really important. I remember when Jim Harbaugh was with the Niners with Trent Baalke and they couldn't stand each other. And there's some situations in the NFL where the GMs and the coaches aren't close. Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton, when they were in New Orleans, were best friends. Really matters. But, uh, you know, Les Snead... And McVay, McVay's got a great sense for offense. They find Puka Nakua um, in the fifth round. And they also go get, here's a prime example of an offensive culture. So Dotson, the interior offensive lineman for the Rams, they pick him up in a trade uh, on the interior of the own line from the Steelers. Steelers weren't going to start Dotson, the guard. He's now the fourth highest rated guard in the NFL with Sean McVay. Steelers weren't going to start him. So and I and I go on and on about this, but it, it McVeigh is uh, the preparation, the in-game management, and I think a lot of times that the media beats up on coaches for some clock stuff late in games. It's fast moving, it's fluid, nobody's perfect, but um, I'll take the offensive guys over the defensive guys every time. And I also think one of the advantages the Rams have because they don't have good special teams. They're not a Super Bowl team, in my opinion. They're a team that can go. They'll probably end up getting into the playoffs and facing Detroit in Detroit. And I would probably take the Lions. They have more experience. They have a dominant offensive line. Jared Goff is very good at home when he gets on his spot and not rushed. And the Rams' pass rush can be a little hit and miss. Their special teams aren't good. Uh, their secondary is young, got torched over the top a couple of times tonight, first half and second half. That's what Rams' games are. But they've scored at least 27 points, I think, in four straight games. And I thought they should have beaten the Ravens. It, it was a go-either-way game. But we'd seen other teams in the NFC go out to Baltimore, Detroit and Seattle and get smoked. The Rams went out there and went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Baltimore, a really good football team. So I just think you're looking at a Rams team that has made over the last six weeks, they are a completely different football team. Uh, a lot of it is on offense. Their special teams weren't good early. They're not good now. Their secondary is okay. It's okay now. It's the offensive improvement. Guys have gotten healthy. Stafford's getting time to throw. Uh, Kyron Williams, the running back, small guy, but very powerful and shifty. And McVay's offense uh, is really a ball control offense. You know, you, you think McVay, you know, you think these offensive coaches, um, you know, it's big over the top plays. It really isn't with McVeigh. He was at his best when Gurley was in his prime and now Williams in his prime. That's really when he's at his best, when he can rely on a 15 to 18 carry um, running back. And also Cooper Cup's a big receiver. Puka Nakua is a big receiver. He uses those highly effectively. So it is all rolling for the Rams now. Uh, they're hot. It was a coaching mismatch. They get a scheduling break and they feel like a playoff team. You know, it, it, Philadelphia, the Eagles really remind me of the Kansas City Chiefs. I still think they're a really good football team. Um, they've just had a brutal schedule. They can't catch a break. There's some fatigue. They're not very good on the back end of their defense. And they find themselves, they're going to make the playoffs because of Dallas's loss. They got a break there. They're going to make the playoffs. Um, and outside of San Francisco, I think they could win every single game. Um, I mean, I watched them play the Rams earlier this year pushed them around in Los Angeles. Uh, I've watched them play the Cowboys twice. They match up fine. Uh, Detroit, if Detroit had to go on the road to Philadelphia, I'd take Philadelphia. Jared Goff on the road, cold weather, not the same quarterback. So I, I think Philadelphia is fine. You know, it's, it's recency bias. They just lost again. They look cooked. They're not a great team. Kansas City's not a great team. I mean, Kadarius Tony, if they were a great team, wouldn't get on the field again. They need him. 
<laughs> they need Kadarius Tony. In Philadelphia, for all the misgivings about the Eagles, uh, they had this game won. Um, you know, these have been close games with Buffalo, Dallas. They got whacked, but they won a close game against Dallas earlier. They were in a close game against Buffalo. This is a good football operation. It's a good, intense football team, and I think Philadelphia is going to be fine. There are teams in this league, you know, if you have a bad CEO, the business gets worse over time. You saw that with Brandon Staley and the Chargers. They got worse every week. Uh, they opened the season nearly beating Miami, looked really interesting. And then a poorly run business gets bad. Washington, uh, the commanders with Ron Rivera, they were a viable team seven weeks ago. They just get worse, it feels like, every week. You can see some of these defensive coaches. They feel Jurassic. They're out of touch. You know, meanwhile, you've got you know, Shane Steichen taking Gardner Minshew and, and beating the Steelers. You've got Sean McVay. Uh, I think Sean McVay right now, week to week, is doing the best job of coaching in the entire league. Um, really outplayed the commanders from the very beginning. And you just saw a classic young, smart, progressive, offensive head coach just getting better offensively every week. It's amazing. He takes a rookie, Puka Nakua. He takes Kyron Williams, who's now like the third best offensive player in the league behind Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey. Folks, that's coaching. Coaching is getting the most out of your players. And here in Los Angeles, nobody got less than Brandon Staley and nobody gets more than Sean McVay. The job he has done this year is absolutely remarkable. He is squeezing every ounce out of a defense that's Aaron Donald and kids and an offense, which is guys mostly Stafford Cup, Tyler Higbee, probably Rob Havenstein didn't play today, the right tackle, a little bit out of their prime. And then kids, Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua. It is a marvel to watch the Rams play. And I know I live in Los Angeles uh, and you're thinking, oh, Colin, you're going overboard. This team was picked to win five games in Vegas and they have an opportunity to win 10. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the – Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You've seen the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. 
Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Michelin test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, everybody, welcome in. It's the Colin Coward Podcast. You know who I am, I hope, by this point in my life. Uh, And this is John Middlecoff, Three and Out, podcast at the volume. You see him all the time on our digital stuff, the Twitter accounts, and a former NFL scout. We start with the obvious one. Uh, I did like Buffalo to win. I do think this this league week to week, it depends on the spot you're in. I think San Francisco is unique in where their bad game is still good enough, you know, to go to Cleveland and almost win if they hit field goals. But most of the teams in this league have just bad Sundays. They're off a big win. They're eat, they're you know they're this was a spot for Buffalo. James Cook now is becoming uh, a real part of this offense. Uh, all of a sudden, Dallas on the road falls behind. Dak's not the same quarterback behind. Are you surprised, however, how the Bills ran the ball on the Dallas defense? It, it was I don't remember seeing the Dallas defense run defense that poor for a couple years. To me, one thing that Dallas over the last month, why a lot of us have been buying in is because of their physicality, like just their overall toughness. And today, Buffalo kicked their ass. I mean, that that, that Colin was a beatdown. And I think I, I said last week when we watched Buffalo pull that crazy game out against Kansas City, it's hard to take them seriously when all their games are like that. They were like the better version of the Chargers. They just found a way to win some of them. Uh, but yeah. today, you, you got to give them their ceiling. I mean, they have a couple wins this year. That Miami win early in the season, Miami's pretty good. That game against Dallas today, like their ceiling is pretty high. When, when they're on, obviously yeah. playing at home, the division is still open. Like the division is not set. Miami's schedule is very hard. They play Dallas. They play the Ravens. Then they finish with Buffalo. Uh, you look at Buffalo's schedule at the Chargers, who mailed that thing in, the Pats, and then they finish, like we said, with Miami. I Listen, I... They've kind of reeled me back in because it today wasn't as much about Josh Allen just going LeBron James or Steph Curry. It was more the defense annihilated McCarthy's offense. And like you said, the run game, what has Buffalo always lacked? It's they've never had a running back beside Josh. Well, if you can get a guy, you don't need him to get 180 yards every game, but if you can rely on an individual to be a 100-yard-a-game guy in cold-weather games, Hard not to like Buffalo and look at them a little differently after the last 60 minutes, right? Right. You know, I was thinking about the Steeler teams with Tomlin when Ben was in his prime is that and they had like, uh, you know, uh, a Lavian Bell. Yeah. And that's what Buffalo reminds me of. They didn't win. You know, they, they got a Super Bowl. No question. A couple with Ben. 
But this is what Buffalo reminds me. A defensive coach, a defensive culture with a star quarterback that's about 70% of the offense. And they, when they had the star running back kind of in his prime as uh, an, an energy, a twitchy energy player, uh, there's always, Pittsburgh always had a star receiver on the outside. Uh, they draft and develop receivers better than Buffalo. But this is what, this is really what they remind me of. This is a Big Ben Steeler team with a defensive coach, defensive culture that um, has enough offensive pieces to win. And I, when I watch them today, I'm like, not everybody peaks at the right time. Rams are a totally different team than six weeks ago. For Don't sure. even look like the same team. I mean, that's a dangerous team now. They're blowing people out. So I, do you buy my bills look like a Steeler comp, Ben, Josh Allen, defensive coach with a very, very energized running back? Yeah, don't hate it at all. And like the Pittsburgh, they're comfortable playing outside, right? And, yeah. that's, and look at the AFC. It's hard to know how the, the seeding is going to shake out, but they would be comfortable. We, we've seen them go on the road in Kansas City and, and play well, go on the road in Baltimore and play, yeah. right? Cleveland, Miami. no problem. Miami, no problem. They won't. They view Miami as an inferior team, right? Yeah. So you go, listen, if this team gets in there and they have a chance to run the table and get to 11 and 6, I mean, a couple weeks ago, it felt like the building was on fire. And this is where you got to give McDermott and Josh and some of the guys internally some credit. They handled it. Uh, they kept, you know, kind of the train on the tracks. A little lucky. However you want to look at last week, it played out. They won the game. And today, they beat the living shit out of the Cowboys. And that was, listen. A lot of people were betting on the Bills. It's another thing to be up 30-3, to three and the Cowboys struggled to get over 100 yards of offense with five minutes left to go in the game. I don't think anyone saw that. And that's kind of a rough reflection on Dallas that, you know, the Eagles, obviously the story today, changing defensive coordinators, guys are sick. They, they're working through some stuff. But how's that team going to go on the road and beat the Niners? Because I, you, you want to take Dallas seriously as this NFC contender, this team that go to the Super Bowl. And then you watch yeah. a game like today, you're like, how, how does that happen? Chad Millman, sharper square. I'm kind of on a heater. I don't want to brag about it. Oh, yeah? How much of a heater? Uh, four straight winning weeks, four and one last week. I had a little bit of an early Denver Bronco, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, September slump, but shit is rolling downhill now. I'm like McVeigh and Stafford and Puka Nakua. Here's the thing. No matter how successful you are in whatever field you're in, yeah. when you're winning bets, it just like the whole day is brighter. And I say that like it, it just it doesn't matter how much you're wagering on it. You just feel good. Last week at we 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 do our podcast on Sunday nights at 7:30. Normally, I am biting fingernails and sweating until 729 yeah. because I don't know how our day is going to end because of all the games that matter so much. Last week, we were so locked in at seven o'clock. I was doing dishes because like, it was like I was done. It was over. And it just, it felt lovely. So I'm going to take the Steelers plus two at the Bengals. Pittsburgh gets a second look at a backup quarterback. They're a desperate team, veteran coach, great as an underdog, they are a cornered animal. Steelers plus two, sharper square. Totally sharp. This was a two and a half. It got bumped down. Look, you have a couple of advantages. One, no Jamar Chase. Two, buying or selling very high on the Bengals, buying very low on the Steelers. Three, no DJ Reader. 
And that is a huge deal in the middle yeah. of the defensive line for the Bengals. Not only is he great against the the run, he's phenomenal against the pass. So you're really going to be limiting your pass rush capabilities against Mason Rudolph. And don't think like, all right, we're going from Kenny Pickett to Mitch Trubisky to Mason Rudolph. He's They're been there. all the same. They're all the same. They're the same quarterback. And then you just mentioned the most important thing. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin as a dog, most profitable coach the past 20 years. Mike Tomlin as a dog at home. Mike Tomlin as a dog in the division. Mike Tomlin as a dog late in the year. Mike Tomlin as a dog off a loss of more than seven. Like every category, it starts at 60% and gets up to 90%. No joke yeah. against the spread. So yes, the wise guys, they're going to be on the Steelers. I'm not getting the best number at Pickham. I thought it was one of the bets of the year. I'll take Dallas plus one and a half at the Dolphins. I have a theory. Very good teams who are physically humiliated on big TV games come back the following week. It's not just losing. It's being humiliated, physically pushed around. And Dallas is a physical team. Miami's not. Now, I do think they generate since week five a very nice pass rush. That's a Fangio defense. But I think Dallas has something to prove. I think they were embarrassed. I think they're a good football team. I'm going to take Dallas to win by about a touchdown, plus one and a half here, sharper square. Yeah, the wise guys are on the Cowboys. This opened it two. It got, it's been bet down. Uh, there's places where it's one. Uh, you mentioned Pickham as well. Like it, it would not surprise me and some of the, the rumblings I've heard in the market from professional bettors if Dallas ended up as the favorite in this game. So I will say it's very important you get Dallas as an underdog if you like them because the trends start to work against you if they become the favorite in terms of covering. So you want to get them at the plus number. Uh, but for all the reasons you said, like there are a lot of trends that will back up the idea that when you are a team that has been blown out and then you are going on the road again as an underdog, you are the team that people should be backing. So uh, in agreement so far, two for two, Colin Cowherd. Um, the number has been bumped up. All of our odds provided by DraftKings. I'm talking to Chad Millman, CCO Action Network. Patriots plus seven at the Broncos. Weather could be crappy. Seven's a lot of points. Denver can nickel and dime you. Um, Bailey Zappi is okay. He's not great. But my takeaway is this is a low-scoring, ugly, crappy weather game. At six, I would probably stay away. At seven, I would take New England. That's a lot of points in lousy weather. We've had huge rain through Southern California. It's all moving into the mountains. Denver, Colorado over the next two to three days. Patriots plus seven, sharper square. Sharp-ish. Like, there's a lot better games on the board. There's not a huge edge with the Patriots at plus seven. The challenge for this game is that the Broncos, prior to last week, had been living off of turnover yes. luck. That's how yeah. they were winning these games, right? And that they stuff were always evens out. It always evens out, except they're playing Bailey Zappi. So what is the formula for winning for the Broncos? They're playing bad quarterbacks and getting turnovers. So what are they getting? They're getting, I would argue, Bailey Zappi is not a good quarterback. Uh, in bad weather, in altitude, in a hostile situation. This is tailor-made to be a turnover masterpiece for the Denver Broncos. Look at what happened last week with the Chiefs, right? The, the Patriots were in position to keep that game close. They come out of the locker room, Bailey Zappi, second throw. He's rolling out, throws it directly to a Chiefs defensive back. Like doesn't even, there's not even a Patriots receiver there. 
And that is going to happen two or three times in a game. And a couple of those times, at least one of those times, the Broncos are going to catch the ball. And that's going to be the way the game changes. I would not be comfortable betting the Patriots in this spot. I would bet the under, though. All right. One more dog. Ravens plus five and a half at the Niners. They're a bit beat up, but Harbaugh's an underdog. Uh, NFC teams facing for the first time uh, Lamar Jackson. Now, the Niners have excellent linebackers. Twitchy Fred Warner. They should be able to um, be more than competent against Lamar. But if you've never faced him and you don't have anybody in practice to duplicate it, it can be an avalanche. Five and a half is a silly number. This is a very close physical game. Hard to run on the Ravens. I'm taking the points all day here. I think it's a good game. I like the Niners. Five and a half seems almost disrespectful, sharper square. Yeah, so the wise guys are on the Ravens here. I will say I'm conflicted. Uh, I'm conflicted because, A, I've got a decent-sized bet on Christian McCaffrey at 25-1 to 1 to win the MVP. And let's face it, this is this is the MVP ball, right? You got Brock Purdy at about minus 200. You got Lamar Jackson at about 3-1. to 1. And depending on the book, you've got Christian McCaffrey is the third shortest odds or Dak Prescott or Dak Prescott is third shortest and McCaffrey is fourth shortest. So in my heart of hearts, what I'm hoping for is Christian McCaffrey is dominant and that the Niners win the game. And then the next two weeks, it's just a coronation for Christian McCaffrey. And I win my Christian McCaffrey 25 to one MVP bet. The problem is that everything you just said, Lamar Jackson against the NFC, that's not a sort of quirky statistical it's like 16 and one. anomaly. It's because there's nobody like Lamar Jackson that these NFC teams <laughs> can prepare when they are playing him. Number two, there are like some concerns. I haven't seen the injury reports from today, but look, Armstead and Hargrave on the defensive line for the Niners, when they were missing last week, the Cardinals yeah. gained nearly 400 yards, right? Yep. And they kept it close. So, and we also don't know about Lenore. Is he going to be playing in the defensive backfield? When he started to play, that defensive backfield was much better. So I do think there are some concerns, but I generally think the wise guys are looking at this and saying the public is so high on the Niners and there are reasons to be high on the Niners, right? They are undefeated when Debo Samuel and Trent Williams are playing and they are beating teams by double digits. They are a legit team. I do believe the Niners will win the Super Bowl and I do believe we will look back on this team and think... It is historically great for the past generation yeah. with the combination of Kyle Shanahan, who you think this, I think this, a lot of people who cover football think this. He's a brilliant coach who has had bad injury luck and not exactly the perfect people for what is an incredible system. And I think he has that. He's had luck on his side for health. Um, but I think this week, the Ravens are probably going to be the sharp side. All right, Tampa Bay, let's go to some favorites. Minus one and a half. C.J. Beathard probably plays. Uh, Jacksonville's in a funk. Trevor Lawrence is banged up. I don't think he's been healthy in three weeks. We have to be honest about this. Uh, Baker Mayfield, with weapons and reasonable protections, the best quarterback in his division. Um, he plays with a great deal of confidence and emotion. I think he feels really good right now. Todd Bowles is letting him kind of control the offense. I know he's, they're a favorite. I tend to like dogs, but C.J. Beathard is an average, average backup. I'm going to take the buck sharper square. No real consensus on on what side is the right side here. The Bucks were two and a half point underdogs when this game opened before we had the insight on, on, um, on Trevor Lawrence. I will say what's interesting here, Baker Mayfield, no joke, he was elite yes. against the Green Bay Packers. 
Like, I think he was 21 of 28, north of 300 yards, four touchdowns. And all season long, the wise guys have been backing the Bucs. And the Bucs have been one of those teams where for three quarters, they're amazing. But there'll be four or five <laughs> drives in the game where Mike Evans drops a ball or Baker throws a pick. And like, it just puts the game a little bit out of reach for them. But they've generally played really, really well. Yes. So I can't fault you for liking Baker in this spot. It's a scary spot because you're also backing Baker after he was just as good as he's ever been. I know. Um, but with C.J. Beathard, yeah, you're taking a short home favorite. All right, let's go to games I want you to talk me into. So I have um, uh, two rules in life. Number one, don't do math. No winners. Number two, Always take a team favored by four because the odds makers are telling you we'd rather do three. That's what we want to do. We can't. This team's better. Rams tonight. They're just better than the Saints. It'll be a coaching mismatch. Now it's down to three and a half, but at four, I thought it was a great bet. Bears minus four to four and a half. Um, I have been betting best quarterback in games, but I think Eberflus is coaching for his job. I don't think Arizona's guy's coaching for his job. I think Justin Fields is is playing for his job. Oh yeah. This is a this is a big game, a dome team going to crappy weather. Um it'll be it won't be a, a blizzard. The weather is kind of unseasonably mild in the Midwest. But I think the urgency and intensity here also. Remember last year how teams after they played the Niners like all lost. We're not tracking it this year as much. Um and the numbers aren't the same, but when you play when you play San Francisco, there are repercussions. They're a really physical team. I think Arizona played spirited football. It's a really bad roster. The Bears aren't a bad roster. I want to take Chicago, sharper square. Uh, square. The wise guys are on the Cardinals. The game was at four and a half. It got that down to four. I'd actually take it one step further. I don't think Eberflus is playing for his job. I think he's auditioning for his next coordinator job. I think Justin Fields is auditioning for the next team he's going to play on. I think that as as a Bears fan, we saw what we saw last week against the Browns in that second half where Justin Fields was like 7 of 19 for 60 yards and that offense was not able to execute. And at some point, that's on the quarterback and his inability to find the right receivers. And so, and on the coach for coaching a defense that gave up the game to Joe Flacco and had a 10-point lead. There's a stat that we had that we were talking about on the Favorites podcast. The Bears, I think, this season, or, or maybe the last two seasons, have had 10-point leads in the fourth quarter six times. They're three and three. Everybody else in the league, the past two seasons, <laughs> something like 93 and one. Literally, it's like a 93% cut, you know, win rate. Wow. So there's a lot of issues with that Bears team. I think that what we got in the Cardinals is a team that is just always going to be undervalued. And I don't think if you look at the market, there's going to be any professional better who says, oh yeah, I'm comfortable betting the Bears as more than a field goal favorite, which is why the line moved down. Also, don't forget, Kyler Murray against the spread on the road, 15 and five. So you're yeah. talking about a guy who is very good at covering the spread. And by the way, he also covered it last weekend. That number um, was bouncing around. So... Uh, I like I like what um, I like what Kyler Murray can do here. 
All right, finally, dumpster dive. What's something that I would probably be appalled with, but you think is pretty tasty? I mean, kind of. yeah, I'll say this. I thought about Eagles minus 12. They're bound to win. Yeah, I think, uh, look, in, in any other scenario, you're looking at Raiders plus 10 against the Chiefs. You're looking at Giants plus 12 against the Eagles. I'm not going to ask you to do those things. I'm not going to do those things this week. I think there's a lot of wonkiness in, this, in those games. And I think professional bettors are sort of divided on really betting those numbers. They're not really looking to do it. Um, can I interest you in the uh, Atlanta Falcons minus one? Yeah, but for, by the way, McIntyre's on this. He's like, that's the sharp side this week. It is. I mean, look, that number, I bet, the, I bet Atlanta plus two and a half. And I know what I said. I said, you got to be wary of those games that bounce from the one side as the underdog is now the favorite. But the Colts are really kind of frauds. And I don't like Shane Steichen. He should be getting votes for coach of the year. What he has done with that team, what he has done with Gardner Minshew, who I think had won two games as a starter before this season. Like he has put them in a position, but also you got to think about the teams they've beaten during the streak that they've been on have not been very good. And now if you want to talk about a coach who is coaching for his job, you're talking about Arthur Smith. And he's putting Taylor Heineke back in there also because the Colts defense is just trash. Like they can't really stop the run. They were good before Grover Stewart went on his PED suspension. They haven't been good since. They're in the middle of transitioning that defense. It's just not a very good defense. So I think, and also the Falcons offensive line, which was really injured. They had many players who were out or questionable heading into the game against the Panthers back at home on turf. Arthur Smith going to have to be as creative as he could possibly can to keep this team in the hunt. I like the Falcons here. There's one more that I like. Probably not worth your time. It's a corner TV game. Are you ready? Tennessee Titans uh, yeah. plus two and a half. Yeah, well, great. the way Seattle won, people fall in love with their, they really have some really fun young athletes, but Vrabel at home, you know, they're getting what, three? How? What is it now? Two and a half. Did it move to three? I haven't even noticed. Did it? I, it I'm may check- have moved to three. I'm checking right now. Um, if it did, all the better. Then go get, go get that three because that's that's the game that the wise guys love. And I know it sounds they crazy. like Tennessee plus two and a half. That's yeah. the that's they love it, love it. Why explain? Love Dude. sell on the team that just had the dramatic win in prime time by the team that just had the devastating loss. Mike Vrabel as an underdog. He's 26 and 28 straight up as an underdog, right? Like this is a guy who just wins when he is counted out and his team is not supposed to win, let alone the amount of time that he covers as an underdog. Him and Tomlin are the two guys that wise guys love to cover. They love to cover in these exact spots like to bet on in these exact spots so um yeah the wise guys are are digging themselves some tennessee titans chad millman happy holiday cco action network all odds provided by DraftKings. great talking to you buddy great seeing you too brother happy holidays to you and the entire crew the volume infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 